the price of avocados keeps going up. So why don't you just go ahead and give us your guacamole? Head on over to patreon.com slash bmfcast to help support the show. Thanks. This week on the BAMCast, the only way we make a killing is making a killing. One star, we're in Shreveport again. Uh. All right, welcome to the BAMCast. Hey! BAMCast, BAMCast. episode 527. Nice. Wow. It's mm-hmm. a lot of numbers and stuff. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Yeah, we're at full, full strength. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, wow, wow. Uh, so what we do each and every episode of this year, Bamcast, is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, mm-hmm. and we come in here and talk about it, and they get ratings, good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. It's pretty good. Uh, however, it's a good movie. There are bad, bad movies. They're getting negative sliding scale. One to five bags is some giant bags of trash in which they belong. Boo. Throw them out. Get rid of them. I think I missed a line there. Something about stay away. But whatever. Whatever. So they're bad, bad Negative movies. sliding scale. Just get out. Bad, bad movies. Just, just stay away, on. I think is what I usually say. Gross. Whatever. Yeah, just don't do it. Whatever. Man. They're bad. Yeah, they're, just, they're bad. You know what bad means. Yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> M-A-L if you like the Latin. If your movies are bad, get glad. Right, and new and put your movie in it. Uh, oh. Stretchy mm. movie bags. Speaking of stretchy movie bags, <laughs> <laughs> Andy Sedaris movies and yeah. scene. <laughs> I think we're done here. Yeah. Uh, so you're yeah, we're, yeah, we're back at the latest in the Lethal series. Yeah, le- lethal ladies, lethal ladies, ladies lethal enforcers, lethal. L e t h a. We're getting near the end, though. This is the penultimate. Yeah, one more. Then that's it. It shows. He's getting tired. Yeah, it's weird. It, well, not so tired that he decided to come back. Right. Yes. Take the reins but back over from but his ba- boy, baby Sidiris. Right. Okay. We're, so we're talking 1996's Day of the Warrior. Yes. So is this one? Which did Christian Sidiris do the last two? Yes, he did Enemy Gold and the Dallas Connection. Okay. And then those were the two that were just like, man, we are at this cabin and that is where we were staying. Yep. Because we I want to say one was the, woods the and yeah, one was the Confederate gold, right? And yep. then it was just like a lot of bad fake slow motion flashbacks, and then a lot of yeah. just hey, we are setting up booby traps outside this cabin and mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. So booby as traps. we know, <laughs> yes, Andy Sedaris was kind of like the Wes Anderson of his time. <laughs> he had his troop. And he brought them back. Yeah, he did have his troop. For multiple stories. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's quite as much symmetry going on. <laughs> it is well, a, considering it is all the 90s boob jobs, there were there's yeah. <laughs> probably more symmetry. The doctors than, could make them than, symmetrical. Than naturally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. I'm going to read off, as Chuck has, has phrased it when he wrote this up, he said, confusing as shit. So we're going to make it as simple as, simple as possible. Andy right. Sedaris, he's back. Yes. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Christian sure. Sedaris, not as good. The three male leads are all new. Mm-hmm. All new dudes. Yes. Julie Strain is back. This is her fourth new character because I believe all the other ones died at some point in each of those movies. Yes. So, new character, same Julie Strain. <laughs> Julie K. Smith, 
and Gerald Okamura are back as their same characters from the previous film, The Dallas Connection. Yes. The aforementioned Dallas Connection. So this is technically a sequel. Yes. Okay. Ray Hollett, new to the series, played Zap on American Gladiators. Yes. Was that the warrior? No. The no. warrior was a dude. The warrior was Marcus. Th- this was Buff the lady. Bagwell. The 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 late the bad lady. Oh, the sort her. of muscly lady. Okay, the one who put I, paint. I never, I've never seen American Gladiator, so oh, okay. I didn't know who Zap was. She was the one who was rubbing paint on Marcus Bagwell's bulging biceps. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, and uh, this is Rodrigo Obregos. Sure. Obregans. Obregon? Obregon. 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 You're welcome. Rodrigo Obregon. Yes. It's his ninth new character in the franchise. Uh-huh. They just keep bringing him back. Every time. It's a new guy. Dude's got a gig for life. Yep. Well. Well, he did. Uh, <laughs> Richard Cancino's fifth new character. Mm-hmm. Which character? Who was Richard Cancino? He was one of the two bumbling idiots, the okay. one with the ponytail. Okay, yeah. He has always played one of those two types in all the movies. There yeah. were always two people who would show up and do dumb shit. I only vaguely remember him from the last one. I just remember one. There was like a, a raft or something that yeah. blew up and that became the joke of that ep- or the title of that yeah. episode that we did the mm-hmm. canoe or whatever. Yeah, it was. I just know he was he was the one who like who uh, picked up who was the chauffeur in disguise mm. in the last one. And then mm-hmm. yeah. anyway, Ted Pryor's in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I got in, like 12... as in Deadly Prey, Ted Pryor is in this. So I think what drew Ted Pryor to this project was that he only makes Tits. movies that are filmed in the woods. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they just found him. Yeah, and, and like, he had hey, seen Ted. the last couple. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he was hanging out at the cabin. Yeah. I'm like Ted. Just like, hey, you make all those <laughs> those Deadly Prey movies in the woods. It's come be in our movie. It's also yeah. in the woods. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, I, that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Kevin Eastman shows up because Julie Strain's in it. So. Yeah, I don't know who he played, but I think he I was th- one th- of the real nerds. Yeah, he was one of the, the nerds that okay, got yeah. chained up in him. Good for him. Like barely in the, the movie, closet. just you know, yeah. like yeah. Hey, I'm married to this lady, and delivered his lines as if he was not an actor. Was not a guy. He was <laughs> a guy who was married to Julie Strain. Yeah. Although Julie Strain also delivers her lines, lines like she's not an actress. So, mm-hmm. I, God bless. Weirdly. Her. I, <laughs> Hey, some people create Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then marry, you know, softcore porn stars, you know. Way above their pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, Julie Strain is one of the people that's delivering lines as opposed to reading cue cards or... She has a couple know. of scenes of exposition in this where it's very clear she is reading something, but mm-hmm. she's better in this than she has been in the last couple. So. The thing about... I mean, I feel like we always have a discourse on Julie Strain whenever she shows up. <laughs> but to me, it's like... She'll deliver the line, mm-hmm. but the timing is off always like, like her brain has to click to get the line out that, you know, like that second later than it should. Right. But then the line, like if the line had been timed correctly, it would probably be fine. But yeah, it, it just it kind of dies on the vine. awkward because it's always like someone be like, Julie Strain, you're Julie Strain. And she'd be like, I am Julie Strain. You know, it's like <laughs> there's just something off about and the, they the they never managed to fix it with the edit yeah i, yeah, I i'll never understand it but but I, still good looking we're, woman look, I mean. we're talking about edits Th- yeah. this movie doesn't have much in the way to offer to talk about editing i just wanted to, i don't know why i noticed i thought that the phone calls were well edited i know that sounds like a stupid thing to say but like mm-hmm. that usually bugs me in, oh, in yeah. low budget movies yeah that like they 
they hang on the wrong person and yeah. badly mic the other end yes. so you can't hear it. But they were like, they were well cut between mm-hmm. the few times that. Yes. Just a yeah. weird thing I noticed. Credit where credit is due. Yeah. Good job, Sedaris. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, it's. <laughs> I guess the thing about these now that we've reached this point is they're just tit delivery vehicles. <laughs> I mean, hashtag TDV. Yeah. I mean, they, they're straight to Cinemax or whatever, but, but I yeah. mean, they really are, but the they're prob- serving a, a market that's different than the previous market. The problem they have reached is that like before it was like, Hey, let's hop in the hot tub. Okay. And they're stripping out of their clothes. And it's like, Oh yeah, here we go. And they're going to do soft core belly rubbing stuff. <laughs> and with this one, it's just like, the first nudity you see for almost every woman in the movie is basically like, okay, get changed so you can go on this mission. Cause yeah. the Shay Marks, is that her name? I believe Shay Marks, the, Oh, the, the, the actress, the gigantic actress, <laughs> the actress who, if you look at the poster, you will know who Shay Marks is. Sure. She hits her marks. Yes. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> tiger. I mean, uh, yeah. Tiger. This is a woman who I, they may be G cups, I'm not positive. They're enormous. But yeah. she weighs like 100 pounds. And yes, her poor back. Yeah, that it, like that woman had problems later in life. She had to have. But like the first nudity they show of her is her just changing in an office. She and changes from her, her mildly revealing office attire into her significantly more revealing mm-hmm. going out to meet she was, someone at a yeah. at an airport well, attire. She, and, she's in the IT department. Uh, yes. And oh, yeah. Yeah. stands for enormous tits. Basically like discovers like I mean the it's basic enormous. <laughs> enormous. Enormous. It's the New Zealand way to say it. I, enormous. Enormous. Uh basically like discovers that the, the lethal agency's been hacked. Julie Strain's character is now like basically the head. I guess, or at least like, yeah, she's, she runs the agency. Yeah. She's in charge of her door. Yeah. Says I, think, director. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's director casual Willow Friday. Black. She's wearing a unikini to work. Mm-hmm. It's while just, she exercises in, yeah. in her office. Cause she yeah. was on a budget meeting, but, <laughs> but okay. I, I just want to jump back. The point I was trying to make when I was talking about, okay, they just, this chick just changes and the nudity for her. The first nudity we see is just her changing in an office. Yeah. Is like, I, I will to my death say that the one mistake in gremlins is revealing the gremlin in the cabinet before you show the kitchen gremlin. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. It's like, there's a scene later on where she's about to get it on with a dude. And it's like, okay, here we go. And you've already wasted the nudity because it's like, oh yeah, we showed her changing in a bathroom yeah, or whatever, you yeah. know? And so it's like, like, what, what is the point of this at this point? Like what, what are you even trying to do? Sedaris, this lady in particular. Now I, I, I don't want to come across as some sort of, pervert here but let me just in, in, in thinking <laughs> of, a, i've just had like a five out. minute diatribe about when you show nudity in a movie well i'm gonna take that a step further because like you take the you take this lady that we're talking about this this mm-hmm. tiger character when she's presented you're just like jesus christ ma'am that is that is a rack i look forward to seeing that later in the film when they are finally revealed mm-hmm. but then it's like there they are and, it, and you're like wait that's, you know i need quite a rack i ran to the theater <laughs> It's, so Harlow and I were talking about this on an extra recently about uh-huh. just how nudity sometimes pops up in movies. And we watched this movie that the the nudity was very locker room-esque where it was just like you just walk in and there's ladies changing and that's mm-hmm. the nudity. Right. That's a lot of the nudity in this. It's just they will cut to someone changing their clothes. And I understand that there is a there's kind of an appeal for certain people who are just mm-hmm. like, I'm sneaking in the locker room. I'm watching someone change. Yeah. But 
I, I think the bulk of us in this room are like, no, no, build up to that and then have a reveal and it'll be glorious and we'll all mm-hmm. enjoy it. You know, not just like, well, there they are. <laughs> anyway, I think it depends. <laughs> I, mean, I think it depends on the, the, the type of movie you're doing. I mean, if you want, you know, true cinema, cinema verite, if like you're doing a sports film, you, you know, that would be very common for people <laughs> to just be walking around in the locker room. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yes, I know. I broke out some French. That's, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying, like but, you know, but like in these kind of movies, you're like, well, we know what we're here for, right? Uh, like at least have the cable guy walk in, you know, just like like do <laughs> yeah. a little presentation, like before yeah. you know the unveiling. But I mean, this movie does the opening credits of this movie take are intercut with Julie K. Smith, who is a who is undercover as a stripper, stripping, and so I mean, tits are out real quick here. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's 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 really not. Like like you were saying, this is this is more of a we're in the '90s now, and the home video market needs these things. The Cinemax market needs these things. It's it in the '80s and early '90s, there were action films that also had some TNA, and now it's just TNA, and maybe we'll remember to put an explosion in there. Mm-hmm. They just flipped, and you know, God bless him. Obviously, he was making a career at this. Although I'm pretty sure at one point. He was filming in his house and the power went out. Yes. <laughs> because he hadn't paid his bill. Yeah. And they had to light the scene with That was lights. the artsy shot. I, no. It was reflecting no. off the no. water. That was the no. artsy shot. I, I think I liked it. I, I think the I think the, the TNA has disappeared from the action movie basically because mm-hmm. like why? I mean there's not really a there's no reason to combo package it anymore. It's no. like we have porn readily available on the internet. You know, it's right. just like mm-hmm. and plus it's like we're we're entering a time where it's like you know, for a lot of action movies, like, look, the ladies are doing the same stuff, you know, yes. like, and, and they're not, you know, they're not here to just flash their tits. It's like they're well, fighting. I mean, they're fighting you're also and, selling movies a whole different yeah, way now. You're not sure. selling them with, you know, sure. With. Yeah. These things know, just discover these in a things video store. do not exist. Right. Like, yeah. like this market is dead. The, I, the I, entire I, I erotic anything market is dead. I doubt that. I mean, I'm sure there's like some home, like, you know. I just pay for custom mm. stuff now. I mean, isn't like I mean, when you call that like, isn't that what the, like the Jim Wynorski market is? Is like light action with TNA. He doesn't do these. Not he anymore. doesn't do them anymore either. No action whatsoever. No. no. Okay. He he does like sci-fi channel movies and okay. stuff like that. Like that kind of movie has been dead since about 2015, 2016. Just okay. it, yeah. last gasps, and now it's gone. Hmm. Um, I just figured there was always going to be like you know the the softcore porn person who's like, I can do action, and you know, let's make a movie. Okay. No. It's mm-hmm. it's it got weird. Okay. Now they just get bottom of the barrel like Hulu original movies or whatever. Yeah. Well, there isn't any softcore porn anymore either. No, it's there's, there's, there's porn. Yeah. It's just like you know where it is. Yeah, there's porn and yeah. nobody pays for there's, it. There's, so there's, 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 there's a Bing search and then you know everything yeah. else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but so I find it funny that this movie. Okay, two things about it. One is that the early part of this movie presents itself like the bad guy's main plot is pornography stealing like he's 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 illegally duplicating pornography and that's where this this elite class of whatever they are are focusing all their energy on they're like we got to stop that well that's one of the like three things no i know but but that's that's where i'm going with this is that it's funny to me that they are all focused on that they're like converging on vegas to to put a stop to this illegal pornography ring or whatever we've already been it's been established and they already know about like his his gold and diamonds and and jewels and all this other mm-hmm. bullshit that he's involved in and then it turns out the pornography thing was just this big red herring means fuck all and then they're like 
oh wait i did hear that he's been dealing in gold and stolen or like yeah you heard that at the beginning of the movie you said it why i understand you put that ruse in there to have some tna but you had that anyway right <laughs> so i mean the the main plot of the movie is as we as i said the it lady in the beginning is like we've been hacked and basically all you know it's like the knock list is gone and all of our undercover agents are now exposed and mm-hmm. uh you know we got to pull them all back in which is like five people but that are all related to this investigation you've got a couple that are pretending to be basically porn stars laser uh, and blazer la- no. <laughs> uh spider snake shark and scorpion <laughs> sure Sure. Okay. That old that old joke. <laughs> that old chestnut. Scorpion rode across um, the lake on the back there's, of the shark. <laughs> there's one dude who's like acting like muscle for like the guy that they're trying to catch, I think. Doc. Yeah. Or, or some, some He's person. the Abilene stand in. He's right. not named Abilene, but they even do an Abilene do, joke yeah. about him not being able to uh, shoot straight. There's there's the the one lady who came back, Cobra from the last one, is like an exotic dancer. I don't know how that fits in. She's in the... Vegas trying to crack the undercover, the illegal pornography thing. Sure, sort of. Yep. I mean, it's more, it's more the other couple, but okay. no, they're they're all there. Yeah, yeah, she's all she's the other but, the club aspect of the illegal pornography. But basically, it's just like, hey, everyone who's not in the field, get out there and get the people that are in the field off out of the field, and you know, yeah. And there's somebody in. Yeah. No. Uh, the exotic dancer was in uh, Los Angeles. She was in LA, yes. Yeah, she was oh. in. Um, she was on the Sunset Strip, I believe. I don't know. They go to like the. She goes to Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she's they, there about diamonds. They go to like the Santa Monica Pier, I think, at diamonds. one point, or Malibu. I don't know. They go like several places just to be like, look, we are here and totally not the other places. Oh, they steal so many shots yeah. in Santa Monica, driving but, around in their Suzuki X90 uh, or whatever but, that is. But I mean, the thing is, is like, like a lot of these Sedaris movies, you, you know, like none of your good guys are really going to bite it. You know, like it's like, you know, everyone's going to pretty much survive. Like, I mean, there are a couple like fake outs where like the couple posing as the porn couple looks like they just get murdered. Like in this mm-hmm. one scene. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Julie strain and the, um, the other dude, the woo or is that what his name is? I don't know. Foo. 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 Okay. Elvis foo. Okay. Foo. Like, you know, come in and save them, but like, they're totally okay. I don't think they're in the rest of the movie, but they, right. you know, they're alive. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's the thing is like it's kind of just like oh no we got to get over here and our cover is blown and oh no mm-hmm. we got away. <laughs> so because he was not a Banff Castellan, we have not talked about him. But let's talk about the titular warrior. Okay. Oh yeah. Who is the main bad guy of the film? He's played by WCW's Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Buff Bagwell. Buff if you Bagwell. Will. Buff the stuff. Buff Daddy. Any number of nicknames <laughs> you want for Mister Bagwell. Uh, he uh, is. A wrestler man also in the film, so big acting stretch. It is explained that he has some Native American ancestry in him, so he dresses like a Native American for fun, just in business meetings and in his office. It's some dumb backstory. He was like, he was special forces, blah, blah, blah. And then they decided they didn't need him anymore. So he came back here and adopted his mother's persona. And became a professional wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. So... He delivers all all of his lines like a professional wrestler. Well, he is and yeah. was. <laughs> yep. Um, he um, spends a lot of time in fully oiled up and with face paint. He kind of just mm. hangs out like waiting for people to bring people who have failed him in so that he can fight them and murder them somehow. Yeah. And, and totally he, lied to him, too. He's just like, whatever, man. I'm going to fight you with one hand by, <laughs> tie behind my back and then just punch like, fucking DDT's this pile driver. Yeah, pile driver. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Yeah, he. Uh, that's his thing. Is like, okay, you failed me. Let's let's wrestle. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it, it goes bad. 
immediately for most people involved. Right. Um, it's a hell of it's a hell of a choice uh, reaching out to the struggling WCW at the time to pull in a wrestler to put him in your film to hope to get some promotion on uh, Turner Broadcast Television. Did they? Uh, yeah, there was not a lot of like, hey kids, go see this movie because obviously no, but mm-hmm. they were very much like, hey. Buff Bagwell's in a movie. That's cool. You know, that'll come out soon. So. Sedaris had nice things to say about Buff in the uh, intro video that we oh, watched. Right. The one where Julie Strange licks his head. Yeah. Licks twice. His head. Twice. He, she, licks, she licks his head twice. And Sedaris gives a look like, gross, <laughs> as they fade out the camera. I mean, we, we say this every time. You hire Julie Strain for, for Julie Strain reasons. When you- reasons on a piece of paper, and you get that. You just get a giant woman you, with a ridiculous rack who is going to be vamping it up in every yep. opportunity. And she excels at that. Like, she's yeah. good at that. And even like in this weird promotional thing that they shot, for, they shot them all at the same time for all of these videos. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just, she just walks into the room and just starts grabbing her tits and licking Andy Sedaris's head. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty much what I figure like being what being around Julie Strain is like yeah. at all yeah. times. I mean, I, I feel like my plot recap kind of begins and ends there. It's just like, oh, no, we're in trouble. Oh, we're fine. Yeah. Oh, no, we're in trouble. Oh, we're yeah. Fine. At, at this point, it's just. Yeah. It's just. This is the one that feels the most like. You know, when like the late Roger Moore movies where there where it's just like, man. John Glenn really wanted to direct a comedy, didn't he? Because they just keep interjecting comedy shit into all of it. And that's what this feels like is those later Bond films where it's like your comic timing doesn't work and you keep trying to force this over and over and over with all these characters. Well, like, okay, so because we've had like because we've had the goofy guys. Yeah, I was going to say the goofy guys end up like grabbing the porn couple and, you know, like not grabbing them, but like, hey, contacting them and like. Hey, we're gonna shoot a porn, and you're down, right? And anyway, they get the room, and it's just like it's very strange because this couple, like, they've had one scene where they speak, but then it's just like they have they interact with other humans face to face, and they don't say a fucking word. Yeah, like the goofballs are there, and it's just like they walk in, and it's just like we are cyborgs, we are going to fuck now. <laughs> yeah, you know? we are fuck robots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, time to fuck. Like they're to, in the Hall of Presidents, just to, to the point <laughs> yeah. that like the this. You know, this is just such the a porno hall of presidents. <laughs> sure, I wouldn't put these two in. I, it I think first, that's, but <laughs> I think that's just called the Hall of Presidents. So, yeah, don't get political. Yeah. <laughs> well, Taft, you know that guy. Fucked. Oh, fuck, oh yeah. Taft was a fuck machine. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. just ride the wave. I think he, I think he went to Tub Girls. <laughs> Man, it had been like He's, five years since I had heard that. But once the, again, he, uh, what a, an internet Taft? reference from? <laughs> but he, he's the guy who stuck got stuck in the tub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I didn't need to be reminded of. <laughs> Fine, <laughs> okay. Fine, Fine. We'll talk about Leonard Fillmore. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> he, oh, he was the goatsy guy. Ah, uh, Chester A. Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Van Buren, not a good lay. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. These two fuck like robots. Yeah, yeah, and, and the, to, to the point that like the goofballs, like they don't even have a boom. They're like, like this is like one dude is standing there with a microphone, which yeah. also like why you don't need live sound. Just you know, like, you don't just ADR this shit later. And well, they and they decide this mid scene yeah. that they don't need that. Now, the people are standing there live performing the sex, and the one guy with the mic just is like, oh, oh, 
Yeah. Mm, passes it to the other guy. Passes it to the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, the people are there. You could just say, be vocal. Like... Yeah, for yeah. for a series of movies that are now borderline pornography, it's funny how they have absolutely no fucking idea how pornography is filmed, and yeah. aren't even trying to make like a convincing shoot in any way, shape, or form. Just a camcorder, a guy holding a loose microphone, and two people up against a wall writhing around. I mean, everything about the Sedaris verse the Sedaris CU cinematic universe mm-hmm. oh um, CU yeah. <laughs> uh, basically the stranosphere right well I mean they, she only introduced yeah, yeah, she, yeah she's a late strain um, but yeah basically it just feels like 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 a 10 to 12 year old found his grandpa's playboys but like for like three minutes and got <laughs> like the most basic idea of how things work sure. and then was just like I got it all. I I understand yeah, it. I, I am going to go teach I the world. Everything works. Yeah. <laughs> or like 90 seconds of a scene came through clear on Cinemax. Sure. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's how all sex works. Yep. Yeah. I just I, It just feels like the guy is like, has the kid who has no idea what's going on is like, I'm going to teach every, all the other kids how this works. And it's like, well, dude, I don't. Throughout this film, there will be just random bits of footage that are interrupting other, like the actual action of the film, like characters going from one place to another. They will just cut to someone putting on clothes. Mm-hmm. And then, and now back to what these other people yeah, are doing. Like it, yeah. it cut to one point where Cobra is just literally like changing clothes, gets in a car, and it's like, the where the yeah. fuck was she going? That was literally it. It's like, like it, we would have been fine yeah. establishing that she just arrived somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to. We know she got dressed. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what yeah. that led to. It's yeah. just like, I. Well, you, talk, you talked about the, the phone calls and how those were well edited. Dude, yeah. They spend longer lingering on a plane taking off than they do on the sex scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they have the plane land with a different airline well those were different characters arriving oh okay we saw certain characters leave but and the uh, way the editing is done yeah, yes makes it seem as if yeah seem like a goof but not a yeah. goof well not a goof. so the other thing about this like e- e- I, this is where i thought you were going with like the james bond comparison especially the later ones where it is you you have your three or four locations and you're going to be jetting off to each one for a chunk of the film mm-hmm. this one does that but it is so haphazard and random there are times I have no idea where we are. Yeah. And the problem with that is that all the locations are shitty. Like, Mm -hmm. like except for when they're stealing the shots in Beverly Hills and Santa Monica, because those are obviously where they are. Like the, the locations are Shreveport, uh, the shitty side of Vegas, some Louisiana casino Mm -hmm. and, uh, fucking cabin yeah the the same cabin we see all the time and a bunch of woods oh, don't forget the spectacular holiday inn that looks like it was hadn't been redecorated for about 15 20 years yeah that's not a super eight no the super there there was a scene okay, in super eight but later julie strain oh the, and there was a holiday Inn that looked like it was straight out of the 70s yeah yeah crazy which julie strain calls for room service in, and i'm like no ma'am <laughs> do you not know where not you are holiday inn you ain't getting that <laughs> um yeah so it is it, it's con- it's ge- geographically confusing because you don't know where anybody is at any given time. But also, none of the locales are in any way. We lamented about this before, like the, the movies moving to Dallas, and we figured that was just the kid was like, well, we'll shoot in Dallas. It'll be cheap. Nope. But apparently, the entire Sedaris clan must have moved to Dallas because 
aside from that one nightclub that was in the last two, which is not here, mm-hmm. this is all the same shit. It's the same lake. It's the same cabin. It's the same woods. It's all the same stuff. Yeah, you you can tell they ran out of money. Yes. Because there is a scene that we can't confirm it. 99% sure shot in Sedaris's house. Yeah. I, I, I Because there are posters for Sedaris movies on the wall. Or production studio, if he actually had one. I mean, something where he would have all the posters yeah. from the previous movie. I'm I, pretty I, sure house. I honestly swear to God, think it was his and house. And the conference room is the same conference room as the last movie yes. as well. Yes. Where they do have one brief scene in there. Mm-hmm. And it is the exact same room that was in that one. Yeah. So it's just kind of like this whole recycled feel to everything. Yeah. It, it's just... I get it. Like you probably realized it was super cheap to film there. And if you got an attractive cast, you could maybe pull off the same thing, but there's just something about seeing Hawaii on film that you're like, this place is gorgeous. Hardly anyone ever goes there. Nothing around me looks like this. Mm -hmm. It, it looks really good on film. Shreveport doesn't. And that's the other thing too, is that the bulk of this movie is filmed in fucking Shreveport, but they're jacking off over the fact that everyone is, is working in Dallas. Mm -hmm. The movie just gloats over Dallas the entire time. Like Dallas is just the most majestic place on earth. Characters are like leaving Vegas to go, Oh, we're going to the big D. And it's uh, like to the point that yes, the goofballs <laughs> are just like, yeah, we're hot shit investor, hacker dude, something, something. Look at these ladies that we found from Stanford and yeah. look, they have boobs. And this lady, this one lady takes her top off immediately at <laughs> a pool. And it, it is two of the best reaction shots yes. I've ever seen. I'm not, this saying, is the only point I'm not where saying the her breast. actually that, works. This, yeah. this is not a joke. I mean, this is, these are the dudes that are just like, Gulp. Yep. <laughs> but they're basically like, come on, ladies, we're going to Dallas. And they hop in the car and get on. The, I mean, I don't think we ever see them. We don't see ladies. them again. But I mean, it's like it is implied that they take those ladies to Dallas. Yeah. Come on, ladies. Let's yeah. leave Santa Monica and go to Dallas. And they're like, OK, but they must have like just. Oh, we 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 left our tickets. We'll be right. We'll meet you on the plane. <laughs> we'll meet you on the plane. You fellas, go ahead. I I do want to point out the the joke right before that reaction shot, which is <laughs> the guy the guy asks them what their IQ is, yes. and the girl stands up and pulls her top aside and says, you know, it's like thirty six twenty thirty six twenty four thirty four. It's like, and they both just go gay. Solid joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm. There. Okay. So here's what's here's another thing that's weird is that if you if you think back to the Dallas connection, um, there was actually some even though that was his kid, there was some actual Andy Sedaris ass stuff in that. There was like the remote control car bombs, and yeah. it was getting back to what seemed like the really stupid shit, the stuff we really liked, mm-hmm. and we all liked the Dallas. We were like, okay, it's back. Like they fixed it. I don't know what enemy gold was all about but they they realized oh we got to put that dumb shit in there this movie just doesn't have that there's yeah. a couple of like there's a dude who gets shot in the leg which heals over time really quickly but he's given a cane to walk around with and that becomes a a weird missile launcher that blows up a shack at one point yeah it's uh, a real good explosion one dude one there is one tiny crossbow that, that <laughs> ends up having explosive an uh, explosive bolt on it Yes, uh, there, there there seemed like there was about to be some shenanigans because there's this obviously fake owl outside of this shed that is just will const- not stop hooting. Yeah, 
And uh, I mean, it's just like it's this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's far from the only fake Hooter in this movie, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it is another <laughs> fake Hooter. Disappointing, yeah, fake it's, Hooters. It's but a I mean, Hall of Presidents Owl. <laughs> but I thought that like it was. <laughs> The Owl and Clash of the Titans was more convincing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, you mean Boobo? <laughs> yes, I do. Boobo. See what I, I yeah, do? Yeah. Dude, a Furby is more convincing than this. But owl. I thought this Furby's was going to be too. like some shenanigans. I thought it was going to be a spy cam slash, you know, sniper yeah. owl or we something. We all wanted like remote control owl. But no, just the it. American Gladiator later shoots it with a shotgun and says something stupid. You know? I had an even more glorious wish, which was that I wanted that woman to be killed by owls at the end of the film because she had <laughs> such a murder boner for owls. She was like, I hate this thing and shoots it. I wanted her to die at the end by a bunch of owls coming in and murdering her. Yeah. But if they couldn't afford one owl, they weren't going to be mm-hmm. able to afford more than one owl. That's a murder of crows. I, so, oh. I don't know what it is. What's a flock of owls? Gathering of owls? A coven of owls? What are... Yes. <laughs> a barn of owls. Barn? Yeah. Barn. Yes. Um, I, think, I mean, I know there were barn owls, but yeah. I'm blanking on that. A okay. gang. I'll get back to you. Gang okay. of owls. <laughs> a posse. Mm-hmm. A troop. Yes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> owls aren't really that collective. It's a parliament of owls. Oh, oh. oh. parliament? Yes. Is just it really? like ravens. Oh. Dumb. Man, nice. I just learned something. Man. <laughs> what the, the fuck? Fancy fucking owls, man. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. But like the, the explosive crossbow bolt that mm-hmm. kills the dude is is the most Sedaris moment in the film yeah. because it it's the greatest hits of all the things we like, which is like... Lady had brought it along, and dude was like, do you really need that? And so she presents it to him after he's failed with his gun, and she's like, you want to try this? And he's like, yeah, and shoots the dude who's like, ow, I've been bolted in the chest, and then he fucking explodes. Yeah. And they both do the thing where they look at each other and go, yeah, and that that is the Sedaris thing in any movie. When someone blows up something, mm-hmm. they just look at someone else and go, yes, you know, that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking pride in your gadgetry. Yeah. I, yeah. I it's like, it's we fucking murdered that guy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm slightly appreciative of the running joke in this, even though it is terrible every time it comes up of I have something to get off my chest. Mm-hmm. The fact that they do it three times. Yeah. <laughs> is commendable even though it sucks <laughs> and every time it's a rule of threes though yeah every time we came up with something better every time we came up with something better there's also a weird callback to a line that was said in the last film there's a line that julie strain says something about like it, it it's a right cross and everything else sucks but then someone else says it in this yeah when they punch someone it's a real strange callback but someone was like that's a great line we got to use it mm-hmm. again that's someone being Andy Sedaris. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, we, we mentioned Ted Pryor's in it. He is, yeah. He is uh, one of the FBI agents, I guess. FBI. Or whatever they are. CIA. <laughs> lethal. Lethal. One of the lethal agents. Are they lethal agents? Yes. The Those guys? Yes. Okay. They are, they are sure. the men's division of the lethals. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I thought they were supposed to be with the government or something. Uh, well, the guy with the accent is from Washington. Right. He's, he's not part of the Dallas division mm-hmm. of lethal. Uh, okay, who, who, they're the Washington division. Yeah. I thought they were. No. I, yeah. I thought they were referencing who, Washington, meaning the government. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Australian and Ted Pryor from Washington. Mm-hmm. Right. And Julie Strain and company have accused those two of being the mole who has leaked their identities because they've all been attempted to be murdered. Mm-hmm. And they say, no, we're not. And they're like, huh, okay. And eventually, yeah, it's revealed. Ted Pryor's the one. Yeah. And it's it's real funny because it's like it's a reveal just for us. 
Yeah, kind of. Because we're like, look, if you're going to cast Ted... Look, Ted Pryor in this cast is a get. Like, that's... Yeah. like. I understand these movies have had like Eric Estrada and Pat Morita and stuff like that mm. in them, but Ted Pryor, like to us, you're like, wow, you got Ted Pryor. That's cool. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, Ted Pryor's barely in this. What's the deal? And is like, he's obviously the bad guy. Mm. He's Ted Pryor. What mm-hmm. are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And he is. He's a bad guy. Yeah. But he's, uh, he has maybe like three lines. Honestly, I feel like he has a little more than that. I mean, he, d- he does a lot of yes, sir and stuff like that until the reveal. And then he, starts barking a little bit more but mm-hmm. man yeah, he has but... he has a good stumble out of the woods after he gets blown up yeah it, it's a real good comical just stumble around and, then, and there's another part of the, so at the near the beginning of the movie where the guy's rescuing the other guy from the mexican <laughs> federales or whatever he's doing mm-hmm. and this guy's being whipped to death and he rescues him and then slaps him on the back Oh, yeah. yeah. He, they show he's got these, like, horrendous yeah. whip wounds on the yeah. back. Yeah, and he's like, hey, pal, go on, get the Jeep, wait for me. Slap. Yeah, he's like, you're safe now. <laughs> Everything's great. And slaps him on the back. Yeah. And then, like, wipes his hand off because he's they got both blood react all over it. Appropriately, yes. the, the guy yes. who got slapped goes, ooh. Yeah, like, like, I'm shitting on the comedy in this movie, but there's a couple that work. Mm-hmm. Like, the timing actually works. Mm-hmm. But, like, nothing with the two dorky guys works. The stealth bulldozer bit works in a in a real dumb way because both the agents and them are just screaming their heads off for no reason yeah when the stealth bulldozer shows up mm-hmm. <laughs> which then the two dorky guys are so like they are uh obsessed with destroying the car even though they know the dudes aren't in the car anymore mm-hmm. they're just like ah oh, rip that car to, you know it's like yeah but they're not in it you saw them get out so what eh, are you doing you got a bulldozer might as well use it uh, yeah yeah i don't know it, it but yeah, but but they have there's a whole running thing where like nobody can shoot them throughout the movie. And yeah, they, no, they no. shoot like four different agents at some point. None of them lethal shots. But they're able to they're they're able to shoot the porn agents. They shoot her in the fucking chest. Yeah. And she's fine. Yeah, yeah they just patch her up. Like the paramedics show up and are just like, Well, <laughs> you're lucky your breasts stopped the bullet, yeah. ma'am. Yeah. It's, lucky, a, it's lucky a, it hit you between your rock and a hard place. <laughs> I mean, they have like it's they a weird sat her place in a to get lawn shot. chair yeah. in the parking lot of this this uplink downlink center that they're filming in the parking yeah. lot of. She's just in a fucking plastic lawn chair as the paramedics are tending to her while Gerald Hawkmore is standing there with a gun, like in combat stance, like they may come back. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to keep talking about this movie, but there's so like it's so random. Mm-hmm. in how everything happens at where everything is there's just there's too many characters there's too many things going on for there to be nothing happening in this movie but it's kind of like plot there really is no plot there's nothing there it's just a bunch of random scenes of things it's weird how often they will start a scene that means nothing like when they go to the um the general store and it's very much established, like they established, like the old people outside and, you know, like, oh, they've got ice cream and chili and pickles and, you know, all the four yeah. food groups there, you know, and then they just cut away from that. It's like, wait, what, were you going to do some hijinks in the general store? Like, what? obviously that store lets you film there. And, and for in exchange for that, you had to, you know, put them in the Thank movie them but, in the credits. Yeah. But there, there's just a lot of there's just a lot of. And now these characters are here. And then it's like, well, why are they there? And it's like, ah, don't worry about that. They're not there anymore. Mm hmm. Um, there's a lengthy sequence of Cobra walking around Beverly Hills to a song about her. 
Yes. Yeah, that's right. She gets a <laughs> she gets a Stargrove song. She yeah, does. I guess that is a Stargrove, isn't it? <laughs> kind of, mostly because you could just insert your own lyrics. Because it's, it's it's got a very oh yeah, it's it's a very and you could be like Cobra's going over. Yeah, it's like a Cobra. She's a lethal lady. Yeah, Stargrove running through the danger zone. I just like that some of the lyrics are like eating through an ice cream. No one knows who Cobra is, and I'm like, yeah, but you're you're singing about her. Like anyone's gonna know who Cobra is now. The the weird thing is like there's there's a couple of decent sized explosions in this movie, but they kind of come like after the action scene's over, sort of. Because mm-hmm. like they are the period at the end of the yeah. Sentence. Well, because I mean, <laughs> like there's one like when they the dude rescues the guy from getting whipped and beat and everything. He basically sends the guys <laughs> off. He's like Mexico's fifty miles that way. Just start running. Yeah. Uh, I don't beat know. Feet. A, yeah, a whole thing. And then he's just like, oh yeah, before we go, let me rocket launcher. This uh, this shack, the shack that, that was you half in. destroyed already. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I, it's and just, your sweet jeep, yeah, yeah, yeah like, that blows up. The like, okay. the fuel depot blows up fuel with the depot <laughs> with the fuel <laughs> shed with the cane rocket, and uh, the man blows up from the explosive bolt. Yeah, <laughs> and they blow up the uh, the boat with the two oh, right. dork guys on yeah. it. Yes, mm-hmm. and they survive. Yeah, they just get the cartoon. Yeah, that Wiley Coyote. cartoon ash face. That fuel depot explosion is real good and it was yeah. way too big yeah. for for that little shack yeah it, it got you you were like whoa yeah I mean, yeah, yeah well there just, you could see a shock well, wave and it was that big of an explosion mm-hmm. and they blow up the car that um rodrigo obregon <laughs> was in after ted Pryor had uh had double crossed him yeah right. that's the one like they blew that one up where the uh that was the windshield goes flying off yeah that thing. yeah well the way that one was lit was really lucky for them because in the slow mo, you see a like wave front of glass flying through the air and sparkling. It was mm-hmm. that, that was beautiful. The thing I just wanted to point out that when we say fuel Almost depot, like this is a mind. it's a shack. It is a shed like the size of a portalet, maybe mm-hmm. one but and it, a half portalets yeah. with the yeah. words "fuel depot" right. spray yeah. painted on the front. Handicap portalet. I mean, that, I think that's what's kind of shocking about it is like you know portalet, and then it's like. Oh, that was a Mythbusters explosion. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Yeah, okay. they filled it with a, for one, good explosion. For two, they filled it full of explodey things and gasoline. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, gasoline's more of a burny thing. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just it's random and top heavy and uh... <laughs> put that on the fucking box. Random and top heavy. I mean, you know, it's. Watch yeah, it, and they don't end up close friends or bosom buddies, <laughs> and they don't end up in a hot tub at the end. Mm-mm. They yeah. just end up hanging they end out up at the Louisiana casino. The casino, yeah. which and is like a casino boat, the- theoretically. I don't know. It looks like a shopping mall that they walked it does. into. Yeah, they. It's just, this whole movie's so fucking low rent. <laughs> like everything about it is just like, this is not yeah. fancy, expensive awesome things you people are doing you're going to a fucking mall and then you walk into a casino where the progressive jackpot is like two thousand dollars like Like, oh man nickel slots two thousand grand prize yeah and then you're like wow this is a great casino here in louisiana yeah like the one sexy that uh covert takes place in it that looks like it's in andy sedaris's shower yeah where it looks like it's like filmed with an eight millimeter camera and flashlight yes yes I think the flashlights were intentional. I think they were trying to set a set a mood there. I'm no. Look, I'm okay. telling you, they because they were like wiggling back and forth, and yeah, it, and, and and shining like making water. I mean, I would make a. a they also a, played under the sea. They also played a fucking <laughs> knockoff of under the sea. That's true. So they were trying to make it look like it was 
Underwater? Like, underwater, yeah. They're giving it an underwater vibe. Oh. They, Should we talk work. about the eight fake songs? The eight, like, knockoff-ass songs? They're all knockoff as fuck. <laughs> the only ones that I remember were Under the Sea, mm-hmm. which is in the, the shower fucking scene, uh-huh. and <laughs> Amalgamation of Eight Different Elvis Songs yeah. um, from the uh, from the casino scene in the early on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, because Foo's an Elvis impersonator. Yes, Elvis Foo. Yeah. Which, as I said, you, I mean, you missed Elvis Presley. I mean, it's right His name is Foo, though. It doesn't have to be. But it's already, you know, a vaguely racist. Yeah, I was going to say. Name. Vaguely. (laughs) Well, I just, yeah, I mean, yes. Well, his name was Foo, at least. But Someone can have a name of Foo, and lots of people do. But, I mean, like, you know, to name a generic Asian character Foo, like Foo Manchu, (laughs) is problematic. And, you know, it's just like Mm -hmm. Lee is like saying Smith. I mean, it's like like one of the most common last names. Across all of Asia, like yeah. okay, I since we're probably close to the end because no one knows where the story started or ended up or anywhere. Uh, I just want to point out my favorite thing in this movie, which makes perfect sense, and I'm surprised that these movies, especially especially the ones with Julie Strain, have not done before. There, there are two instances in this movie where Julie Strain's tits are actual lethal weapons and knock someone out. They, she hits Gerald Lockmore in the face with them, and he goes fucking flying. And then during the final battle, where they are wrestling Buff Bagwell, that's right. Yeah, she and Fu have to wrestle Buff. They get they, they get captured this is by the climactic Buff, scene, of and the he's movie. like, "All right, you're gonna wrestle big Indian boy here. Come on, come at me." And it's real bad, but he tries to punch her tits with his face, and it goes yeah. real bad. And he gets hit by the heavy bag. It does. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I think he was going for a headbutt, but Julie Strain is too tall, yes. and he missed and hit her. Yes. Uh, he missed and hit her formidable tits. <laughs> I just, you know, appreciate that. I just, they would be painful. <laughs> Could be dangerous. There was that one guy who, uh, whose neck got broken uh-huh. several years ago, uh-huh. yep. and then sued yeah. the stripper because uh-huh. she was wanging him with her <laughs> huge tracks of land. Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, I appreciate that. Anyway, that's Day of the Warrior. It, yeah, it's an Andy Sedaris film. Day of the Warrior. Uh, it's not a very good one. Mm. Um, yeah, you I, can tell by our enthusiasm here. It's it, and it's, by our lack of leading you through the plot like we normally do. It's just it, it's yeah. it's so random. There's just yeah. no way to do it, and none of it matters. It's just none of it fucking matters. Yeah, I think that yeah, I think that's what's so. Gets you so downtrodden. It's just like, oh, okay, they have sort of a plot. It's that Mission Impossible one, like you know, the necklace is out. We got to save the people, and it's just like they're in trouble. Oh, they're fine. Yeah. Oh, they literally one of them got shot in the chest. It was fine. No, no vest. Just yeah, just fine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He got shot yeah. in the t-shirt. He's all right. <laughs> yeah, I, that's just. It's like, oh, all right, no sense of danger whatsoever. Yeah. The other guy pretty much got shot in the groin, and you thought he was out of the movie, but no, he just. Tourniquet that thing and mm-hmm. give him a cane. He's fine. A rocket cane. Um, I think the appropriate rating is two bags. <laughs> and that's where I was as well. Yeah. Two. Not even for that joke. It's just. Yeah. It's, I, I can't. I can't recommend it. We we were excited to get back to a, a regular ass Andy Sedaris movie, but Andy Sedaris yeah, but, was not excited to get back to a regular ass Andy Sedaris movie. Like I said, the times changed. Yeah, the mid to late '90s became a different market. Yeah. So I Fil- get that filmmaking the entire world changed around him. Yeah, so 
I mean, it was probably the best he could do with what he had. But yeah, it's just weird to think that it was only nine years earlier that you were doing Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which is the fucking best. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I will go with um, A because it's funny, and B because it deserves it, and uh, triple D two bags. <laughs> triple D two bags. Yes. Got it. Sure, why not? Uh, rock hard, yeah. unmoving, unwavering two bags. <laughs> unwavering. <laughs> why won't they like, waver? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, controlled by inertial. When I waver, measures and gravity and mm-hmm. Newtonian physics. That that kind of that kind of two bags. Okay. Yeah. All right. They follow physics. It's just like you know, well, an say, unstoppable yeah. force and right. immovable objects. Object. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which was that guy's face. He is Marcus Alexander Bagwell, sir. Okay, that guy's face. Buff Bagwell. He became Buff Bagwell when he turned heel. I remember when he started working out. (laughs) Uh, I remember what he like yellow tights. I think. Oh, they were when he debuted. They were they were different like every week, but they were like. I mean, dude was male stripper. Yeah, so I I feel like his first look was like yellow tights and. But he was part of a tag team called the American Males. American Males. Yeah, that American was, Males. That was the whole theme yeah. song was someone just saying American Males over and over again. Hmm, Re- wrestling was good. Yeah. At the Clearly. time. I'll take your word for it. He became ridiculous. Like you should look up pictures of like later 90s Buff Bagwell and his look just became like a I'm top loving this hat. top hat look. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Just ridiculous cat in the hat top hat that he would wear. Which would have like lightning painted on it and shit. It says buff. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. yeah. He went from like normal sized, pretty buff dude to mm-hmm. holy fucking shit. Yeah. Steroids are awesome. So he went from like buff Bagwell to like buff sack great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Buff duffel. Buff Duffel. Buff, Buff Duffel. That's my wrestling name, and you can't have it. I'm Buff Duffel, and I'm here to say. I just came from the gym. <laughs> I'm putting eight heads in my duffel bag. Yeah, like Buff that. Duffel. <laughs> Buff Duffel, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you always want to make a Joe Pesci eight, eight heads in a duffel bag reference it's in wrestling. The best. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves those references. <laughs> yeah, my tag team partner, he's based off the character of the super. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm the slum lord. <laughs> uh, they kind of did that in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Also got a glow, right? Was that like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that, too. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, if you... Um, if you like what we do and you want more hot, weird discussions uh, like that, you can go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and uh, give us a little bit of money and you'll get some you'll get some additional discussions on things like films and mm. other films mm. and sometimes television shows. Mm. But anyway, we got some we've got some extra bonusy content that you can uh, you can help keep the lights on by paying for uh, patreon.com slash bmfcast. Also, just go to bmfcast.com and check out the things that are there, like links to all of our stuff and all 585,000 previous episodes that we've done, including some Patreon bonus content that we make available for you, the plebs who don't pay for it. 
Um, it's pretty cool that we do that, isn't it? Yes, it is. You, the plebes. You, the plebes. Um, Listen up, plebes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, fives. Attendance yeah. talking. Um, the thing is, if you're a plebe, you can still help us out. Yeah, you can. By sharing the show with your friends. Yeah, if you have no with money. your other plebe friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If you have no money, at least you have uh, some method by which to share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a retweet. It yes. doesn't cost anything. Just that little piece of your soul. But aside uh, from that. Direct message you it to your grandmother it. on your face on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Tell her tell about her, our podcast. Tell her, I was reading the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> and I happened to come upon an article that mentioned these fellows. Yeah, it was on the front page. It was. We're going to talk about this till the end of time. Yes. Yes, I am. And Probably. we should. We deserve it. Yes. Anyway, if you want to uh, email us to tell us how great we are for being on the cover of the, <laughs> or on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, bmf at bmfcast.com, or if you want to call and tell us uh, vocally how great we are, uh, 9105-JOX-BMF or 9105569263. Remember, that's the Wall Street Journal's The Bamfcast. I'm trying to figure out if you're saying the person should tell us vocally how great we are, or if you were kind of yodeling there a little bit, like, tell us vocally vocally. how great we are. (laughs) Vocally. Tell us with your voice how great we are. Okay. I like like that you said call us and tell us vocally. Like, (laughs) Well, I mean... Who knows? Somebody might think that they they want to call us and then tap it out in Morse code, and we do not yes, know yeah, Morse never code. Never know. Oh, Don't call in and play a, a number station recording or anything. Sorry, I just, out of nowhere, just tangential to nothing. I was sitting somewhere the other day, and I just kept, I kept hearing the dum-de-dum-der noise. Like, I guess it was a fax machine. <laughs> but off in the background, I'm like, I kept hearing, and I'm like, where's the dum-de-dum-der? <laughs> well, where was it? Could uh, you tell what speed it was? <laughs> uh, yeah. Did it did it bong? I don't think if it bong. Yeah. Okay. It's probably a fax bong. machine. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fax machines. What did they? Thirty three six. I think was yeah, the highest I think the fax that, machine went up. To. Yeah, but I think they really only like peaked out like nineteen two or something. Really, truly. this movie had a portable fax machine in the back seat of a car. It yeah. did. It did. It didn't not. It didn't do any dumby dumb dirt d's. No. Yeah. <laughs> But no, anyway. not under D's. I just like it was like it was just weird because I hadn't heard that noise even for a fax machine in a long I've time. I've heard it like as a sound clip, but I've haven't heard it in person in, in a, a wild time. No. no, this was like legit. This wasn't like a where were you? Uh, in a medical area. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh the okay. The medical industry still accounts for like yeah a, a vast majority of the faxes that are used in the world yeah. because it's it's yep. secure and direct. Yeah, yep. you just you know you, yeah. whatever. Hip, yes, like yes, seven hundred club <laughs> can't thing, violate whatever, that hippo. Whatever thing is on television, and you just hear that. I think in the nineties, I could have connected with just making the noises into the phone. Yeah, you would just yeah, Michael Winslow so, yeah. yourself, Michael <laughs> Winslow myself onto your AOL, onto my AOL account. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, check this out. You think your internet's slow? My my internet's wind slow. (laughs) (laughs) Since we're on tangents. Go uh, ahead. uh, Former coworker wrote me and is like, you have a podcast? Oh, God. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, how did this never come up in the whole year you were here? And I was like, because I don't advertise it to people in my workplace. I don't want anyone I know to know about it. (laughs) Yeah. But but yeah, Chuck's Mm -hmm. wife tagged us. Oh, that's on Facebook, oh, right. and yeah, that's yeah. how she saw it. And what, I was like, "Wait, how did that connection happen?" 
What connection? Because I was tagged in it, so it shows up on my page. Oh, so she was following you. Yeah. She, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but she's just like, and you were in the Wall Street Journal? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I was. <laughs> she's like, what do you do? I'm like, let's not talk about it. <laughs> I don't want you. You really don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to listen to it. It's stupid. It's a true crime podcast. So I, to- I, told, her, I told her to listen to the Nightmare Beach one. I'm like, just listen to the first 10 minutes because I break one of my friend's brains and then I offend all of Italy. <laughs> Especially the filmmakers. Who's who's film? What did you break? Who's, who's bring up? When, when we were good in the whole whole Haruk thing, and then oh. BJ like couldn't stop laughing yeah. no matter what we did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Haruk. Yeah. Haruk. And then I I discussed how Italians came to U.S. to make it a movie, and, then, <laughs> and and BJ had to ask me to stop. He's like, "Come on, man, just stop." <laughs> Make it a movie. <laughs> quit, quit being funny. Just don't. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think she ever listened to it past that no. because she has not said anything since then. No. So I'm like, all right. Well, uh, yeah. you know, she probably blocked you on some Facebook. people. Some people aren't Wall Street Journal worthy. Yeah. The Riva Dirty. I told you all about that one Thanksgiving. A cousin came up to me. And was like, "So I listen to your podcast." I'm like, "What? Why? No." <laughs> no also, I don't have a podcast. I don't know you. <laughs> and I ran away and burned the house down. Prank caller. Prank caller. <laughs> That's my purse. I don't know you. Right. Kick him in the groin and run away. <laughs> yeah, it is awful. Like I don't even horrifying. want people I know and like to listen to this. No, podcast. I, I just want. I only want strangers to listen. I love you out there, people who are strangers. If you have candy, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love candy, especially for a stranger. But but there, were, there were people I used to work with who would email me like around August and be like, hey, you doing the horror thing? I'm like, how do you know about that? I don't. Uh, uh, who told you? Stop it. <laughs> That's another person. <laughs> it's not me. I don't know. Why are we all like this? I don't. I'm embarrassed to be in the same room with you guys, really. Yeah, I just, That's kind of the um, big part of it. I mean, I, I don't tell people out of embarrassment. I just don't tell people because it's not it wouldn't be relevant to them. You know, and I don't want to like yeah. I never want to be like, I do this thing and you should feel guilty and like feel like you should listen and try to engage with me about it, even though you have absolutely no real you know, no interest in anything we're talking about. You know, I never want right. to put somebody in that kind of situation. So it's just like yeah. I, I guess I always feel like it's a it's a explanation i want to avoid because there's no like it sentence. takes five minutes there's no elevator yeah. pitch that you can say well we watch a movie and we talk about it and they're like oh like like film critics and i'm like not really and they're yeah. like oh did, did you see this <laughs> no. and i'm like okay that's a real movie that's not what we do and it's like well what do you do and it's like huh which of our 500 movies well, would you have heard of <laughs> and that's the thing is i think all our episodes suck <laughs> when someone asks for a recommendation i'm like no they're all bad yeah. don't listen I mean, fair. I, I mean, the worst. I hate listening to myself, yeah. so mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, I should be just be like any episode I'm not on. Hmm. Those are the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> I just I about every six. Worst I have to do is about every six months I have to, as deflectively as possible, explain what a podcast is to my 92 <laughs> year old grandmother. Right. <laughs> I mean, just because, like, you know, like, with no intention. Is it like a radio show? Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing is, like, you know, you have to be like, You're on the radio, hollow. I was like, radio, but, like, you know, that you can get any time. How do I get it? You you don't. 
you know. Does it come to you, my you, mailbox? You, you, <laughs> I was like, you know. You should let your grandma listen to to us. I sh- yes. They cost money. You're on a fixed income, grandma. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's probably one. a good that's way. Good. To you can't it. afford a Patreon. Get <laughs> yeah. out of my face, yeah. you plebe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go tell your plebe friends. Yeah, yeah no. your plebe, ma. Yes. <laughs> I remember what yes. of- you may retweet us. That's it, <laughs> Grandma. I'm gonna set you up a Twitter account, Grandma, and a bot to just retweet uh, yes. us every time. Yes, smash uh, that like button, Grandma. Granny Get out of here when you can afford an NFT, Grandma. But also have Grandma listen to this episode about the titties, and yeah, right. <laughs> I think she'll enjoy it. A lot of the time, I'll I'll try to relate. Like what we do, like our elevator pitch. I'm I'll try to relate it back to like, hey, so what's your like, what's your favorite guilty pleasure thing? Mm. And it's like, okay, that's our kind of thing but okay. with movies. And then we talk about it for an hour and make a bunch of dick jokes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, while we're going on, like, you know, tangential podcast-related things, I Go remember somebody I work with found out I had the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they listened or not, but they knew I'd been doing it for a while. And uh, she came up to me one day, and she was like, hey, I was thinking about starting a podcast with my husband. Do you have any advice? And my advice, don't, don't, don't. Exactly. I was like, don't, <laughs> don't do it. Just don't. No. <laughs> and she's like, what, what? And I was like, it's not a you thing. It's not like you shouldn't start a podcast. It's too Just late. Nobody should yeah, do a no. podcast. Yeah, no one will make it. It's too late. It's a pain in the ass. It's stupid. Us, yeah. we're here strictly on inertia. <laughs> Yes, we've been doing it so long right. we don't know how to yep. stop. Yeah, like like the titties in this movie turning sideways. Yeah. We just can't yeah. stop. They just they. <laughs> just My can't. car just drives yeah. whether yeah. I'm in it or not. Just drives up on Wednesdays. I... It's up today. Well, <laughs> yeah, I had to do it manually today, but yeah. right. tomorrow I'll I have mean, to go out and yes. stop it. The rule of the internet is: if your parents have heard of it, it's done. Yeah, like right. you will. There is no money to be made unless you're already famous. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like NFTs. Well, whoever there's no was money gonna, to be. Yeah, whoever was going to make yeah. money off it already laundered a shit ton of money. Through yeah, them. it's over. Any, any yeah. anytime you hear about a new money making venture, it's over. It's done. Mm-hmm. And yeah. podcasts were done a long time ago. Yeah. Also, just FYI, all of those NFTs that you see going for like hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever, that's fake money. Yeah, that's, that's all literally money. fake money. I I assume you guys know that because you're not idiots, but just those out there in in TV land. Yeah, that's fake money. Just mm-hmm. ignore everything having to do with NFTs and cryptocurrency because yep. it's all it's a house of cards and Nintendo yes. auctions because those are bullshit too. What the yes. fuck is a Nintendo auction? Like, uh, there was a sealed copy of Super Mario that sold for like a million dollars or something, but it was just a scam by the auction house to they inflated their own price, but that caused oh all the other prices to inflate everywhere else, so mm-hmm. it just became this dumb market. Yeah, gotcha. So, no, your Mario is not worth that. So, the only true investment is pogs, correct? Put all your money in pogs they're coming back it's due i know it's it's due (laughs) i've got i got a whole i got a whole like 30 pogs Mm -hmm. that are gonna be my retirement yep 30 yeah holy shit especially i handpicked all of these when i was like foil wrapped and they're not foil wrapped but they some of them are foil my money's my money's still in beanie babies i think it's coming back around again It'll probably come back around just yeah. before Pogs do, but yeah. I'll be ready. I'll know when the Beanie Babies are coming to go dig the Pogs Get out the of pogs my parents. It's going to be garage. an active Beanie Baby round this time. It's going to be like a combination of hacky sacks coming back at the same time. And we're, oh, okay. We're just going to play with the, the just babies. Kick the babies. Yeah, we're going to kick the babies. Yeah. <laughs> kick the baby. Yeah. Right. So anyway, let's yeah. get, let's get out of here, shall we? Yeah, yeah. have we have we droned on enough? Yeah, yeah, thanks for listening this far. Anyone yeah. who's still here, you sure. plebes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Let's get out of here. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast Out. American males. American males. American males. American males.